The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. This is Sam Witwer, and you are listening to Nerdy Show. Welcome to another episode of Nerdy Show. You're listening to State of the Empire. Nerdy Show's every so often look at what's happening with the Star Wars universe, a speculative Star Wars podcast. Also featuring Willow Watch. I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Max. I'm Mark with a C. I'm Doug. And uh, boy, I hope you listeners are, are ready because, um, you know, it's been a while since our last State of the Empire episode. There's so much to speculate on. When it gets quiet, we go we go stir crazy. But then there's, there's also not anything resembling facts for us to latch on to. And we could give you our crazy crackpot theories, but that's not going to do anybody a, a lick of good. I mean, you'd probably like to listen to it, but then what, we'd regret <laughs> it later. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it just so happens that this episode, we felt like we had enough. And then some rumors started coming in. The, the elephant in the room for this episode are the rumors that despite refuting it early on, J.J. Abrams may in fact be the director of Star Wars Episode Seven. Maybe. That is the way it's looking. Whoa, hold the phone. Hey, guys, this is Cap from uh, the future, um, which is your present. Only a couple hours after we recorded this episode, in the middle of the night, did the news come that J.J. Abrams is in fact the director of the new Star Wars film. So for the rest of this episode, we're going to be reacting as though, you know, we're on the fence. We don't know if it actually did or didn't happen. But the fact is, J.J. Abrams is, in fact, the director for the new Star Wars film, and our minds are collectively blown. So the recording that follows is still speculative as to whether or not J.J. Abrams would, in fact, be the director of the next Star Wars film. I'll let our past selves have the discussion, and then I'm going to jump back in a little bit later on and give you the full breakdown on the press release for that momentous announcement. It's a tough call. It's like... It's still too early to tell. People have been freaking out about it online. It's been I've seen it everywhere. It's been reported everywhere. Like, it's it been hasn't rep- been refuted. It's anywhere. on IMDb. That's the, that, that's the thing. It hasn't been refuted or confirmed by any official source. No, nothing from Lucasfilm. Nothing from Disney. Nothing from Abrams himself. Nothing from Kathleen Kennedy. Nobody in any official position has said anything about it. That's that's what makes me most skeptical. Like if it was any other director that hadn't refuted it earlier, right? I wouldn't be as skeptical as I am right like now. Like if they, like if they came out and said, "Oh, it's Ben Affleck," I'm like, "Oh, that's stupid, but awesome." Okay, but, but, but you would but you would say, "Okay, you wouldn't really question it." But because right. now, wait, Cap, do you have like what J.J. Abrams said before? Well, I, I do actually. For some background on on this particular issue in. November, J.J. Abrams told Entertainment Weekly that he wouldn't be taking the reins of Star Wars. He said, I quickly said that because of my loyalty to Star Trek and also just being a fan, I wouldn't even want to be involved in the next version of those things. I declined any involvement very early on. I'd rather be in the audience not knowing what was coming rather than being involved in the minutia of making them. In uh, December, a late December interview with uh, Empire Magazine, he revealed that he did initially entertain the idea and that he uh, and Kathleen Kennedy had, quote, very early conversations about how he might be involved in Episode Seven's development. I also read that he told Entertainment Weekly that one of the reasons why he said no is that he says, I have some original stuff that I'm working on next. Mm-hmm. So apparently he had personal stuff lined up right. already. I mean, he's, been, he's been busy on, with, this, with right. Star Trek and right. all, so... Right. Right. Well, he and, and uh, that was the other thing was that he he was able to get Ron Howard to do a film. That's right, actually. Uh, like because it's Bad Robot had the rights to this film to doing like a remake of like is it a Korean film? Or it's something? a it, yeah, I got it right here. It's a um, Israeli TV movie uh, called All I've Got, and he did uh, choose Ron Howard for it. I was going to mention this during Willow Watch because it's Ron Howard related, but well, well, um, I mean, well, because you know, but this is, it's also, Ron Howard doesn't automatically mean Willow. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, but here, here's here's my math though. J.J. Uh-huh. Abrams, huge Star Wars speculation, plus mm-hmm. Ron Howard working relationship. Oh, Willow, uh, you I see know, where you're going. The, well, let's let's save that for Willow Watch. The, the, we'll yeah, the yeah, Willow yeah. Two five year plan, if maybe you will. possibly there's something. There's something. <laughs> you saw something where I didn't see anything. So, I don't know. so, so, yeah. so this Abrams thing. Um, basically, the words out there. 
for the last 48 hours as of this recording. Yeah, yeah, and it's been reblogged to all hell, and it's on every website. It's on Entertainment no Weekly and IMDb. No official word. Yeah. That's right. the thing. The and big thing was uh, when it was, uh, who was it that, that that was leaked as the new director? In the oh, movie? okay, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, like, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Snyder. You bring up a good point, because when Zack Snyder, it's like, Zack Snyder is going to do a Star Wars spinoff, and it's going to be based on the Seven Samurai, and that made me lose, like, my appetite. But, all due respect to Zack Snyder. He came out like four hours later on Twitter. Was like, no, it ain't me. It ain't, it ain't true. There's just no truth to that. Yeah. Now, he th- just, you know, that was a particularly interesting moment of buzz uh, because it was really specific. Right. It was Zach, yeah. Zach Snyder had said, "I'm not doing Star Wars Episode Seven, and he never said, "I'm not doing the Star Wars uh, other films that they're making, the auxiliary Star Wars films." And then all of a sudden, Zach Snyder's doing one of the auxiliary Star Wars films, and. It's a stylistic derivative, or it's based right. on Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. But then, it, it, but then, but it, it, it was, was so oddly specific yeah, was, that I was like, "Oh man, like, I, I guess that, that's true." Like, and and then you're, and then right, he he came back and uh, and his rep said he's not involved in any way with the new Star Wars. However, what's interesting about that is that um, the the place that initially reported it, Vulture, stands by their story. And here's what they say: This reporter heard through a source very familiar with the situation that Snyder recently flew up to Marin County to meet with Lucasfilm execs about the project, where when subsequently reached by Vulture, Snyder's spokesperson would only repeat that he is not currently involved. One should note that the possible political ramifications here of our original story break, Snyder's last Warner Brothers film, Sucker Punch, lost millions for the studio, and execs thought they could have become distressed at the idea of him getting involved with another studio's franchise when they have so much at stake with their upcoming Man of Steel and wanted him to be available for an immediate sequel. So I don't. I, they're saying I think they're just trying to defend themselves, but it's it's an interesting position they're in where they have some source who I guess they believe in enough to be like, hold on, we're not the bad guys here. There there's some clout to this. Hmm. Well, let's be fair. We're in a day and age right now where if a, the second a sheet of paper is signed and notarized, we're gonna know. So it's probably just a we're not signing anything until the the very last second that we can wait to announce anything. Right. Hmm. So for all we know, they could be talking to four different directors that have all signed non-disclosure agreements, and that may be where the leaks are coming from. That's a really good point. Because if, if, even just to be in talks with something like Star Wars, you probably got to be like, listen, if you tell anybody, we're going to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to wake up and there's going to be a tauntaun. You're going to wake up dead. Bed. That's what's going to happen. You're going to wake up and you'll be dead. <laughs> the other- tauntaun head in your bed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh, jeez. Well, it'll keep you lukewarm at night. Oh. oh. Too soon. <laughs> uh, the, the other big uh, decline in, in the interim between these episodes is that Guillermo del Toro officially said no, but he was contacted. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he said, uh, it was just a phone call. It didn't go past that. It was very nice to be asked, but believe it or not, I'm busy enough. I still love his quote from before. It's like, asking me if I can do Star Wars is like asking me if I date a supermodel. It's like, I don't even think of these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I remember last time we talked about uh, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the other things we didn't get to talk about in the last podcast, but uh, one of the big pieces of evidence that Colin Trevorrow may be directing was someone had let loose that he's working on a science fiction story that has a lot of fan following and, and was, was really important to kids of the 80s and 90s or whatever. So everybody assumed that has to be Star Wars. Turns out he's working with Disney on a remake of Flight of the Navigator. <gasps> now, that's what? something that's almost happened quite a few times. In fact, in the first season of Nerdy Show, we were covering the inevitable remake of it, and I was admittedly a little miffed. It's like I'm one of the only sci-fi films that has a Florida background in it, so yeah. I've always been really into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Growing so, up, yeah, I feel the same way, like, after growing up here. And I grew up next to the Space Center, so I, I was like, oh, I know where that is. That's yeah. Like, People aren't mean. They're 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 like everybody else. Why are they keeping this kid hostage? It makes no sense. I would love to be that kid. I would love to stay the night at NASA, fly a spaceship. Come on, have a robot bring you food. Yeah, have I'm a just robot. Have a robot. A that, weird sequel to Space Camp. It's like have that weird sexual tension with Sarah Jessica Parker when she was like really hot with the ha- pink hair, and then you fly a UFO and you, the voice by Pee Wee Herman. Come on, dude, that's like a kid dream come true. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I don't like it here. I'm going back. No. <laughs> No, sir, you're wrong. <laughs> so that's that's interesting. I, I guess that's maybe got more behind it than it has before. I, I guess it'll happen. Yeah, well, he said that it's not going to be his next film, but that it is like on his plate. And, and interesting. Um, I wish it the best because, I mean, growing up, I loved that movie. I watched it as an adult recently. 
I'm, I'm definitely a bit more accepting of the idea now. I, yeah. I I can't remember the details back then. I wonder if maybe someone was attached to it who made me uncomfortable. Mm. I'm I'm you know with with this guy, I have no reason to doubt it. So yeah. you know, hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. But this ain't state of uh, the navigator. So yeah. this yeah, ain't so so, so which we... will be airing next week. <laughs> Should, should we actually start talking about our thoughts on Abrams? Yeah, let's let's get into it. Because so, my 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 gut instinct. Okay, so I grew up as a kid as a Star Wars uh, as a Trekkie hating Star Wars fanboy. Trekkie hating. Now now it's not that I didn't actually like Star Trek. It's that I liked that I could hate something. I think I it's, it's, this sounds like a classic cats rule, dogs drool kind of homeward bound sort of basically, situation. You like, were a child. I had not. I had not. <laughs> and we were all children at some point. I hadn't started making fun of the French yet, and so instead, I was making fun of Star Trek kids, mm-hmm. just because like they. Because you didn't understand. Right. It's not like, and it wasn't a like an actual like an right, right, right. No, I, I, I didn't, saying, yeah, I didn't yeah. take lunch money, but it was just <laughs> was like it would it would be. Like, I had lunch money taken from me <laughs> by Star Trek fans. <laughs> <laughs> and that contributed to it. <laughs> no, but it was like, you know, I'm like, I would love to get into debates. So I would like, oh, this right. is why Star Trek's like, bah, 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 bah. they're like, I, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So that little, like that little core kid in me is still like, I don't know how I feel about the same guy doing Star Trek and Star Wars. It's just as right. weird. Like that little kid is just screaming. No, it's not true. It's impossible. That's like, I was, <laughs> I was going to tell myself, if you got too excited. I was going to be like, Tell that Sith be cool. Be cool. We all be a bunch of little Landos in here. And what does Lando do? Hex, what does Lando do? He, he, he be cool. He's cool. That's right. <laughs> so uh, my, my, my feeling on this is that uh, if Abrams did in fact jump ship like that, it would be basically the same thing as what happened with Brian Singer and the X-Men films. Yeah. Oh. Uh, X1 was good. X2 was better. X3 could have been incredible. He was working on a trilogy. They said, hey, um, gay Superman? And he was like, oh, God, sorry, guys. Gotta go. Uh, Superman's calling, so... My intern is going to finish this. Yeah, see ya, X3. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and we all know what happened with that. And so I really, I mean, could that happen with Star Trek? It's pro- probably, there's a lot of been precedents that have been set. It probably wouldn't go so poorly, but it would really, I think it would be a really bad precedent to set for Abrams uh, to, to bow out of something. I mean, not that he's committed to a trilogy or anything, but that's kind of how things go in Hollywood. So yeah, I, I feel like I feel so strongly about what he did for Star Trek that I wouldn't want to risk him having me not involved. But as far as like, oh, just mixing the blood of sci-fi, like I don't really because I mean he's a grown man, he's a director. Yeah, sure, he's a little nerdy because he loves Star Wars and Star Trek. But it's like at the end of the day, it's not like taking Tim Burton and ha- after Batman being a success, making him do Superman, right? Which they tried to do. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's, that's well, and Kevin tangent. Smith wrote the script. It's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know he wrote the script. Yeah, but Tim Burton, like, they did screen tests for Nicolas Cage wearing the Tim Burton Superman suit, and it's terrifying. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, Tim Burton is a director who's like known for being uh, a very distinct visual style, right? And it worked for Batman. Keep everything gray in every shot except for one brightly colored thing all the time. And that's not including the faces of Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp. They have to be gray as well. Uh, but but putting him in Superman, you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense visually. That clashes. J.J. Abrams, I can see it working as, a, as Star Wars. Because, again, it's, you know... it. It's a different oh, movie. He's not going to treat it the hold same. Hold on, Doug. Hold on. Uh, this is the internet talking. <laughs> There's going to be lens flares on the lightsabers. Well, if you move the lightsaber in front of a, a real film camera, maybe there would be lens flares. <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. I, I, I don't know about that. Now, but I, well, I know what you're getting at. But the the uh, a lot. See, that's the thing. He got a lot of cr- he got a lot of flack. For, like, oh, lens flare, lens flare, and everyone's you know bringing up the lens flares. Well, I heard a thing on like I can't remember if it was like on Entertainment Tonight or some behind the scenes footage or whatever where he he wasn't defending the lens flares, but he was explaining the lens flares, how it was an artistic choice. It wasn't just like, hey, let's make it confusing Jason Bourne style, shake the camera, make it blurry, you don't know what's going on. It was like, hey, let's he he had like this artistic way of putting it that I'm gonna make it sound stupid because I'm not JJ Abrams, but he in a very cool intellectual way explained that his goal was to be like, oh, you know, back in the 60s when you saw Star Trek, it was so new and the color and it popped and you really thought everything looked amazing. Well, in the movie version, we can't do that because everyone has like a computer in their pocket now. You're not going to amaze them with the set. So why don't we just do this artistic thing where the future is so bright, you can't even anticipate what it is. You can't even see it because it, you you can't go home and say, oh, yeah, that computer they had there. We're going to have that in five years. It's an HD screen. You know, it's, it's, it's you know. <laughs> Oh, 3D HD, I got that. You know, it's like, so instead of 
doing something that 10 years from now is going to look dated. It's like, well, let's have a lens flare in there so you don't really get a good look at the background because that's not important. What's important is, the let's see, the characters running around and the action and Kirk's about to, you know, uh, die of that fever that, you know, McCoy put into him. It's, you know, it's that's what's important. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent here. It's, it's, I don't think he's going to automatically say, hey, the lens flare has worked in Star Trek. People like yeah, Star Trek. The, Let's pump it up in Star Wars. The simple fact is Star Wars has a look. Despite what George tried to do in <laughs> 1, 2, and 3, Star Wars has a look. And Abrams is only going to – he's going to have fun complimenting that look. He may have fun complimenting oh, right, right. that look. And, right. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know. But where, we don't where, know where are we with uh, – speaking of X-Men, uh, where are we with Matthew Vaughn? Did he bow out yet or is that still on the table? Matthew Vaughn has not been negated. There's no, there's no news saying that he's not involved. He, and he mm-hmm. has yet to make it a comment saying that he is or isn't involved. But I did – now here's the thing. When the news about J.J. Abrams broke, whether it's true or not – Someone also was talking about how Matthew Vaughn was in talks and uh, he was very close to getting it, but they decided to go against him because they wanted J.J. Abrams more. And the rumor, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is true, this is all hearsay or whatever, but the rumor was that one of the things that Matthew Vaughn wanted to do was to cast the girl who played Hit Girl in Kick-Ass as the main character. Whoa. So that hinted that it maybe it was a female main character who was younger. Which is something that's been perpetuating in the right. rumor mill. So right that now. had a little bit of nugget of truth in there. I don't know. I mean, that sounded like it was true, but I, dude, who, who knows at this point? We, we want to talk about anonymous insiders here, uh, all part of the... Oh, the, I got plenty the, of anonymous the, the, the information. The anonymous insider conspiracy. I, it, think, I think the anonymous insider is just one hut that's just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> no, <sure> <laughs> Why is it gotta be a hut? <laughs> oh, it's an idiot. <laughs> Only money. Wado, <laughs> like, this plan makes no sense. You spread bad rumors about Star Wars. How are you gonna make money? Yeah, too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I've been working on the Wado way too long. <laughs> we need the all Wado state of the empire. <laughs> The most racist state of the empire episode. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Credits Uh, don't work out here, Lord. (laughs) You give me the money. I give you the show. So uh, the the anonymous insider says uh, there are two trilogies planned, all following an original overview by Lucas, which was always planned as a multi-generational saga. Movies 10 through 12 are, from my understanding, about the offspring of the Skywalker set many years later with the surviving cast playing much older versions of themselves and featuring a female protagonist named Skywalker. So hold on. What's 7 through 9 then? Don't know. Because if 10 through 12 is following the the, the offspring of... Skywalker, from the best of my knowledge. That's like, again, in order to, right. to be realistic, none of this has any traction yet. We have right. nothing official. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm What just... this anonymous insider is saying, I think, by virtue of what they aren't saying here, is that uh, seven, eight, and nine would be actually old Luke, Leia, and Han, which I'm down for. I'm, which, you know. which was something Lucas mentioned a while, a while back, being decades back. Of j- I mean, not introducing new characters, just being about those characters. He said so many things about seven, eight. And I, I know. He, it's, I, this, it's, I mean, he's this, contradicting this is himself. probably this is probably Bupkis, but it, it does lend itself to the Daughter of Skywalker uh, trilogy, um, and that tied in with the thing I was talking about with Matthew Vaughn uh, saying, "Oh, I want, I want Hit Girl to be, you know, uh, oh, yeah, the it, main character." It goes on here saying, uh, "This is something. This kind of ties it up a bit, actually. This is something I understand is being discussed as the latest trilogy may end up being an amalgamation of the two, using themes and ideas from both." but still keeping the general story, uh, also allowing for continuity of the cast. And that makes a lot of sense. And also, um, Lucasfilm has really been behind the whole Her Universe line, and I'm sure that's on the forefront of their mind, not just from uh, balancing things, but also the dollar signs that Her Universe is bringing in and the main character of Clone Wars being so popular. This has to be on the forefront of their mind to make it a more female-driven plotline. I'm not not familiar with what you mean by the Her Universe. Her Universe is a line of clothing that uh, the the voice actress of Asaka made. Oh, I heard about that. I didn't know that was what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been been amazingly successful. Probably one of the most successful lines of clothing. This sounds like a really dumb question, but does does it look like futuristic Star Wars clothing? No, no, no. no, it's, it's, It's fan clothing with girl cuts. Like, it's, it's girl power Star Wars clothing. Okay, okay. I didn't know if it was, like, Padme robes or shit. I don't think, know. I, what, like, what's I didn't... interesting about this is if you want to assume that the motivation behind all of this going on here is dollar signs and dollar bills, y'all, 
then actually a uh, girl protagonist is simply the best prediction we could make based simply on where the money's going. Exactly. I mean, in just a few short years, Clone Wars really blew up with the standout from Clone Wars has been the female protagonist. Everyone loves Leia from the original right. trilogy, but in this case, young, young children are really attached to a female protagonist. That's well, because Leia's only Snips, in the movies. right? Her name's yeah. Snips? Asaka is her, is her real name. Mm -hmm. but, okay, but, Anakin but Anakin calls, calls her Snips. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, if I you look at it, it, it's like young girls are going to be drawn to it. And, I mean, young boys are going to watch it no matter what because it's Star Wars. I'm, right. I'm actually more interested. Like, if it, if it turns out that there's a main female protagonist in the new Star Wars I know. Film, I'm going to be, I'm more gonna be even more excited because I'm like, dude, it's something new and different. And, I mean, Precisely. a little bit more, I mean, dare I say, a little bit more empowering. You know, it's like a little bit more. Any, I feel like anything that can get more people to come to Star Wars overall at the end of the day is a good thing. Agreed. So whether or not it's like, oh, yeah, the new ones are, you know, I've heard people say, like, average people will be like, oh, new Star Wars, well, it can't be as bad as the prequels, but there's no way it'll be as good as the original. Like, well, dude, even if that's true, if it gets more children to watch the originals, I'm all for it. Like, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I remember, I'm diehard. I remember being a kid in the 90s where it was not cool to, yeah, oh, dude, like Star Wars. I had a Star Wars shirt, and I got, like, picked on all the time. And right. even then, I just, there was, I don't know, it was just like... And the only media was to consume was some Timothy Zahn books. Yeah, well, but <laughs> that it, was it. And, and I, I didn't even read those. I just had, I just had the THX special edition. Not, not even special edition, just the original THX version at home. It's like, I'm going to go home and watch Empire and <laughs> be picked on by the jocks and whatever. That's all right. I got me and my Star Wars. That's all I need. And that's all you I know, did have, and that's all I and did And it gave need. hope to whiny kids everywhere, you know, <laughs> watching Luke. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter how much I bitch about everything being unfair. <sighs> I'll still be a Jedi when I grow up. Because one day, <laughs> I'll wake up, and my parents will be dead, and I'll have the Force. And they won't say, I can't go to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> Hells yeah. I'll be able to do that no matter what they say. I'm going to join that group of terrorists that are going around the galaxy, blowing shit up. <laughs> It gave you a reason to argue with your parents when they're like, you're going to go stay with your aunt and uncle for a while. And you're like, nope, watch this movie. <laughs> Didn't work out so well. And they're like, all right, if you're going to complain that much, let's go see Zorro. No! <laughs> Mom, Dad, please, let's just stay home tonight. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to cut away to a song. It's uh, by awesome local geek rockers. Who you probably know, yeah. Cyfried. So this is a Star Wars idiot, and uh, it's because that's a pretty accurate description of everyone on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Udini. Tube of the Noia. Seen it 500 times, well I've seen tits Chicks don't think you're hot in your fader mask Touch me with that lightsaber, I'll kick your ass
gives a shit. Welcome back to State of the Empire, the Star Wars speculation podcast, a portion of Nerdy Show. We're in the Nerdy Show numbering. We're a part of Nerdy Show. This is just another Nerdy Show episode. Yeah. It just so happens that we Stop have Stop asking questions. We, we have a cute We're name. We're real. We have a cute name for it, and, and it, it's, it's like a segment, but it's too long for a segment of a show, so it's a whole show. Deal with it. But is it with Nerdy Show or not? I don't know. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's Nerdy Show numbering. It's, num- it's a numbered part of Nerdy Show. This is, oh. this is State of the Empire is part of Nerdy Show, Honestly, y'all. Cap, oh. I think you're the only one who's like self-conscious about that. I don't think our fans are really attacking us. You can just calm down with that. Attacking? Attacking? <laughs> I, got a, I got emails. I got, I got Twitters. People don't understand things. Yes, I bet you have. You got Twitters. <laughs> okay. For the longest time, George Lucas has been like, I'm going to bring Star Wars to television. And uh, here's the thing. And, half and he did, and it was terrible, and he never wants to talk about it ever again. <laughs> after, after, after Holiday Special, like oh, a pre- okay. prequel era. Prequel era. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. Like, so years, years went on, right? And we never heard anything about it, and it mm-hmm. seemed like it wasn't going to happen. In actuality, those years went on, and many of those years were spent in pre-production. And there's an awful lot about the Star Wars television series that we don't know. Recently, an article was posted on Bleeding Cool with some new hints to Star Wars being developed for television and some unexpected ties to a certain modern Star Wars property that we're all pretty fucking excited about. I think about. I know where you're going now. Yeah, this, is, this was interesting. So uh, this word that's come in is that uh, this project was commissioned by longtime Lucasfilm producer Rick McCollum. Uh, who enlisted writers such as Battlestar Galactica's Ron Moore, who was also heavily involved with every Star Trek series from TNG through Voyager. Um, And uh, they were all swore to uh, NDA secrecy on plot details, but sources are now saying that the live-action series centers on the story of rival families struggling over the control of the seedy underside of the Star Wars universe and the people who live within the subterranean level and air shafts of the metropolis planet Coruscant. Uh, The Empire's urban sprawled well, we we all know what Coruscant, and we all know what Coruscant is. Okay. What is this? I don't know. What is this? What is this? Star Wars? What the hell is, is that? Darth Vader going to be in it? Yeah, that's all. I, yeah, that's all I care about. Is Darth Vader in it or not? A bounty hunter may be the main character. Uh, the time period allows for all sorts of potential appearances from classic figures from the Star Wars universe. So that was the plot of the television show, and it is very clearly the plot of the upcoming Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Yeah, uh, which is a game. Yeah, but now Rick McCollum. You mentioned Rick McCollum was yeah. producing the show. He has retired from Lucasfilm. He I didn't left. know that. He left Lucasfilm, yeah. When did that happen? Just now? No, this happened like... No, 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 no. This, this, happened, <laughs> this happened like late November, early December. Wow. Okay, wow. It was very, he was very quiet about it. It's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm leaving Lucasfilm now and, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, no big deal. You're only Rick McCollum and you're leaving Lucasfilm. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like you were important at all. You only helped make Star Wars movies and... Yeah, no, no, no big, no big. Okay, no, you're not. Recently, ABC's Paul Lee told uh, EW that he's going to consider the show amongst other options of how to best get Star Wars onto TV, uh, and he thinks it comes down to how Lucasfilm wants to position the separate pieces on the board. And there's a, a quote pertaining to that, which is, uh, "We got to a point here with Marvel, a very special point where we're in the Marvel universe, and very relevantly so, but we're not doing the Avengers." But S.H.I.E.L.D. is a part of the Avengers, so maybe something oblique is the way uh, to approach the Star Wars universe. Oh, hand raising. Yeah. Uh, Paul Gregg recently, the guy who played Coulson recently posted how good it felt to be back in the suit. Interesting. As, as in, like, that so, for, man, okay, for filming it, for the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. It bet, man. Life model decoy. Still dead. He's got man. Just please be a, a prequel. Don't bring Coulson back from the dead. No, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. It, like. I know, but it's like. But I'm just saying. Don't like, bring Coulson back. It sounds like, like it's going to be like a Shield TV show before. Right. And so it's don't like, be wrong. I liked the character of Agent Coulson. It was fine. But if you bring him back from the dead, oh, like, it invalidates the whole. Thing. It invalidates the whole thing. And it's like as soon as Tony Stark sees this guy walk around, he's like, oh, you're alive. Oh, 
That's weird. You know, and then his, 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 I guess my heroics were Avengers for assemble. Uh, you guys, uh, I don't care. You guys, you ain't going to die. Everyone's safe. <laughs> so that 1313 plot, man, that's kind of incredible that it was mined from the television yeah, script. That's, yeah. that's pretty big. And um, we saw a 1313 presentation behind closed doors at E3. It was incredible. The room that they, they stuck us in actually was modeled after one of the lifts from Coruscant. And uh, it actually, using screens on all sides, took us down into Coruscant Holy through the levels. Monkey. Yeah, it Did was... you guys have like a really boring conversation while you were in that elevator? <laughs> No, it was it was weird. We were all just staring at each other, and they're like, "Yep, here we go." <laughs> um, the game looks incredible. It, all divisions of Lucasfilm, like ILM and um, LucasArts, are working together on this game, uh, and it's going to break a lot of boundaries. They wouldn't even really confirm what hardware they were operating it on. I actually heard them say that uh, they haven't confirmed it, but the rumor was that they're talking about release for a PlayStation Four. Yeah, is one of the things they were they were mentioning. Well, if they think that's still going to be around. <laughs> The Xbox 720, 1080, <laughs> 360, well, I four mean, or five times. That 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 particular piece of hardware is un, in my in my mind undeniably going to be debuted at E3 this year. The so. Nintendo Dolphin is going to be. There too. <laughs> you know, totally off topic here, but when am I the only person that when I hear the name Nintendo Wii U, all I can think about is that character from Kung? I Pound. knew you were going to say it. I knew it. Yep, the, same. The, the short answer is no. Everyone thinks that. Okay, okay, just making sure. There's actually a whole thread on the Nerdy Show forums devoted to that. Chosen oh, one. shit, I should really pay attention to the website I do stuff for. <laughs> <laughs> and another piece of Star Wars uh, transmedia properties going on right now that's really awesome is uh, January uh, 2013, Brian Wood's Star Wars from Dark Horse Comics debuted. Have you guys read the book yet? Am I the only one? Oh, yeah, the, I haven't you touched read it yet. before it came out, so... I read it a day before it came out. Mr. Hotshot, you know, it's like... No, I didn't get a chance. To answer How your question, it? no, I didn't read it. No. I've heard... It, I... it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, a set, set up to this for any, uh, any people new to this comic scene. This is... If you don't read comics, but you love Star Wars, you need to read this comic. Basically, what's happened is, and, and uh, unfortunately, uh, our pop culture correspondent, Matt Spill, hasn't been able to join us for these things. Otherwise, he could elaborate more on all this. But essentially, his in well-informed statement as a expert of all things Expanded Universe, he says, eff effectively, the Expanded Universe is dead. It was killed by the Clone Wars. It, it, <laughs> a lot, lots of things happened that basically watered down a bunch of story arcs in it. It's effectively over. So now the place to go is either into a separate Expanded Universe or into an expanded universe within the scope of the previous Star Wars films. We can't push the boundaries any further in the future. It's already gone too far, so we have to look back. Hmm. Brian Wood's Star Wars is, is right after A New Hope, and it is all about the ramshackle group of rebels trying to figure things out. Brian Wood's a very uh, politically-oriented writer. His long-running series, DMZ, is about an alternate reality, civil war sort of conflict. Imagine, basically, the, re the red states went to war against the blue states. And, and the DMZ, the demilitarized zone, is New York City. And it's about a oh. journalist in that environment. And it, it's, uh, it's a complete story. It's multi-volume graphic novels. It's over now. Uh, it was incredible. So a guy with that background is doing a story about this group of you know, young terrorists fighting <laughs> the evil empire. And it's amazing. The character dynamics are really wonderful. And um, I imagine it's along the lines of just because you beat the empire doesn't mean the empire is going to go, oh, okay. No, we that, surrender. That they're, they're still... <laughs> They're still outgunned. The propaganda machine is working against them. They don't know where to turn. They have no base anymore. Like, they're on the run. Things are really bad right now. And we get to see, for the first time uh, in that era, like, the way that the rebels actually work. And there's some wonderful moments in there. Like, there's a moment with Han and Chewie where... Han says, well, yeah, we're, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll join up with the, the rebels. Chewie, if we're, if we're the, we got a whole fleet behind us, Jabba's not going to try anything. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do? Send a bounty hunter after me? <laughs> and uh, and Leia kills a guy, and she's really tough about it. And it's she killed she killed Jabba. You watch her like you watch them take care of you know like Imperial pilots, and it's it's amazing. It's everything you'd ever want. You totally should check out Star Wars by Brian Wood. Now it's uh, it's well past time for Willow Watch, guys. Oh. Do it, do it, do it. You guys should have told me you needed one. I made songs up. <laughs> okay, so if we had more Star Wars information to to validate this, I tell you what, we would have sprung on this a lot sooner. I don't. We're, what what will level are we at right now? We got this Ron Howard stuff, and we have 
Willow coming to Blu-ray. Yeah, Willow's we, we demanded it in our first our first episode. Yeah, and, 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 they, and, they, and they answered. They, they answered. <laughs> I we, we we set out the call and they answered. And I had the date on my phone, but I was trying to look up. So now we got to demand March twelfth. March twelfth. March twelfth. Oh, so sweet. now we should demand that Val Kilmer get back into shape, and we have a whole Mad Mardigan movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. It's like like an old Mad Mardigan kicking ass still. Yeah, that's Mad, what I want to see. Old Mad Mardigan. Old Mad Mardigan. Well, now wait. Did, did you find you found like the the character art for like a cartoon? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. We were talking about Star Wars on TV. Well, maybe even before that happens, if we want to talk about you know Willow Watch hypotheticals, and I I think things are shifting in this way, we could see Willow on television. What? Um, here's here's what it's here's a long shot, but it's 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 a shot. April 2005, during Star Wars Celebration 3, George hinted at, uh, in an interview, given that his company was moving into television production, there could be a Willow television series. Uh, and Warwick Davis has also expressed interest in a sequel film and has an idea for a story. For what well, did that bump the level a lot? I didn't know about Warwick Davis. That's, that's great. That's okay. Good news. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, where, are we at a... Can we, can we just shift to... Well, I was... You know, we were at Reappearing Piglet. Right. I was gonna say uh, I, we, we were I, there was another animal between, but I think we're gonna skip that and we're gonna say we're magical rock dove <laughs> when they throw the rock in the air and it turns into the bird. Go in the direction the bird it's, flies. It's heading back to the village. <laughs> Ignore the bird. Follow the, the river. river. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. I think magical magical uh, rock dove. That's okay, that, I'll, that, I'll take rock unless, dove unless you got more. You got something well, else. Here's you the thing. Shout? And like what we what we didn't know when he said that in 2005. Um, which I only just learned about via Wikipedia, actually. Like that—that's—that's that's completely new to me. Mm. Is that there's already Willow stories that were developed for television. It's already there. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Because just after Willow, there was actually an animated series being developed. Uh, in, what? In March of 2012, a Cleveland, Ohio collector named uh, Joe Freeze shared some art he'd collected from a developed but never completed Willow animated series pilot. No studio has been confirmed. But it's suspected that it was uh, Nelvana, the guys who made droids and Ewoks. Oh um, my god! Well, well we see how well one. that yeah. went. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you go to the the link on this episode's page, you'll see some incredible sketches of uh, of Willow, Mad Mardigan, Sorsha, the Brownies, and an older uh, sort of toddler aged Laura Dannon. Yeah, that oh, one kind of blew my mind. Like that would be a lot of fun. Like that could be really cool. The the, uh, the new villains that they have in there, they look fucking awful they look wretched like really? the, the new character designs are awful but the adaptations of the pre-existing film characters are really wonderful yeah, yeah like like there's this particular picture of sorsha it's it's amazing you should get it tattooed everybody should get it tattooed on them <laughs> yes, sir <laughs> my and, sun my moon my starlit sky <laughs> and everyone all tattoos are on cap <laughs> you know it <laughs> or just, you know, get incarcerated. <laughs> Don't ask about the dust of broken hearts if you go to jail. <laughs> That's the dust I pound your skull into. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about Mad Mardigan getting dressed up as a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Want to breed? <laughs> to be in, but no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, uh, the, the Alora Dannon being a toddler getting an adventures thing, it's it's not the greatest With the format. brownies, you know, and yeah, everything. It's, yeah. not, it's not the greatest format for, say, a, a, a modern-day live-action television series, but, the, I mean, the character design was good. The concept you know, for the show was this, Here's good. what I think. Take the idea of the animated Willow, give it to Gennady Tartakovsky. Yes! Well, once again, there's the enigma of Hotel Transylvania pulled in a ton of money. I don't care. I don't care. No, 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 no. But that's a good thing. Like, I know it's a good yeah, thing. But I was like, but put it, that aside, it, sir. Go on, he's, Willow. He's got he's got options for bigger projects with that yeah. company, and good also also Symbionic Titan is now being played on Toonami, and so a lot of people are finally getting exposed to it. And I mean, I, have you seen that show, Doug? No, no, no. Oh, I heard, I heard you know, it is it is his finest work. I I firmly believe. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love me a lot of robots, but I think I have my favorite robot because of. Symbionic Titan. Mm. Octus stole my heart. So they got we got we got this past stuff, this television stuff looking really good for like a firm uh backlog of material that they could readily tap for new Willow projects. And Ron Howard's working with JJ Abrams. There's somewhat of a connection there. Uh either way, you know, he's And he's, it's coming on Blu-ray. We got a Blu-ray right. release. And Willow Willow's coming to Blu-ray. And here's the thing: you want this Blu-ray. Follow Yeah, follow, no, it looks awesome. Follow links on this episode's page to where you can pre-order this Blu-ray because it has some shit I have always 
wanted. It has deleted scenes, including the deleted sea creature scene or what of it is exists. And I don't know what of it exists. I didn't even think they filmed the fucking oh thing. Yeah, gosh. neither did I. That's awesome. Here's the full list. It's a, it's a Blu-ray DVD combo pack. All new digital transfer overseen by Lucasfilm. Uh, never before seen uh, bonus material such as deleted scenes with remarks from Ron Howard. A personal video diary of Warwick Davis from the time. Matte paintings. The original 1988 featurette, The Making of an Adventure, as well as special effects, Dennis Morin's From Morph to Morphing, The Dawn of Digital Filmmaking. Holy monkey. And listed on the features was, quote, an Easter egg. Don't know what it is. My fingers are crossed for being maybe some kind of animatic tests from the, the animated, thing. animated pilot. That would be really cool. Holy. Or a free tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> a voucher for a free tattoo. <laughs> So this concludes Willow Watch. You know, not all the information that we presented here is new, but there's... It's, it's all it's, happening. It's yeah. painting an interesting picture. Yeah. Yeah. So we're... Um, yeah. Rock Dove. Rock Dove. <laughs> what cool. if all of this Star Wars 7 speculation is really just a smokescreen for Willow 2? <laughs> I, I feel like that's what we've been saying all along. That was, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I feel dumb. <laughs> I'm going to go do some other stuff now. I thought this was a Star Wars podcast. It was, it was Willow crap. <laughs> Listen, I want to break this here in public. I've never seen Willow. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. I would have joined I, in. I am not angry, sir. I am it. not angry. I'm not going to yell at you because it, that would do a disservice to the film. But here's what we're going to do. On we're, March 12th. No, we're, no, seriously. <laughs> I'm excited now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the Blu-ray, sit you down, and you're going to love this movie, man. Oh, I'm down with it. Yeah, I want to see it. Just never got around to it. I've been busy for the last 35 years. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> After March 12th, uh, you know, you're going to hear Mark with the C's first-hand reactions to Willow. Oh, dude, I can't wait. You're going to love it, man. And then March 13th, you're going to hear Mark's first Willow tribute song. I'm willing to put money on. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Like, that was even a surprise to me. <laughs> Like, right afterwards, Mark's just going to get up wordlessly and walk to the studio. We're like, what? Did you like it? I don't even know. He Shut up. Back. I found my muse. I just made an EP. It's a Willow EP. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one one last bit of theoretical Star Wars news. This is something that Mark found uh, this evening, actually, about uh, Disney Infinity. Uh, basically, yeah. Disney Infinity is a cross-platform game that's a, sort of a sandbox issue. Multiple characters. I think the current one has uh, people from Pirates of the Caribbean that are playable characters. It's like it's kind of like from The Incredibles. What if Smash Brothers was a co-op game sort of exactly. open world thing? I thought it looked like Skylanders or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. But I have almost zero reference for what Skylanders is. All I know is you got the toy, you put it on the, the, oh, the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's like an augmented reality game? It's very similar. Mm, I don't actually. know. Well, like I, don't, I really don't know. I'll, like Skylanders, I see it like in you know Walmart or whatever. You take, you, you buy a little toy. It's got a computer chip in it. You put it on the plate at home that connects to your Wii U, and <laughs> it. <laughs> You put it on. You put it on there, and then the character that you bought in the store comes to life on your screen, and then you can control them, and they have special abilities. Mm. And you got to catch them all. You got to go buy the others, and you got to now you got Skylander Giants. But like, if because then you have your whole team, right. right? But now, but with Disney, you got a million Disney characters, and it's, it's Disney, and Pixar, Marvel, and, and if people, Disney, yeah, and if Star Wars, well, if people collect those damn pins from the park like crazy, you can bet that Disney's going to be pumping out. Oh those, my gosh! Uh, okay, do you guys know about the game that's actually at the Disney park where you can get the cards? Yeah, I, I, I do. Know. I forget what it's what it's called. There's there's one there's one at Magic Kingdom. There's one at Epcot. I don't know if they have. I think those are the only ones they have. But it, it's a it's this game where you uh, you wander around through the park and you have to find these interface points and you you insert your card and then all of a sudden something that looks like that would look to any other tourist walking by. Like a, like a pillar or something, uh, a, a screen pops out of it and it comes to life and there's a, a character talking to you all of a sudden and you do a quest. They, they've been experimenting with that for a long time. And so the whole I, thing is like, yeah. you, like you, get a, you get a bunch of different cards of the different characters and the different characters have different powers. And so like you would, uh, you're battling oh, uh, wow. Ursula. That sounds way more complex than the one that I saw. And so the then you yeah. pull out like Wally. And you have Wally. Wally versus Ursula. Oh right. Boy. <laughs> and so Wally does like a, like a laser <laughs> damage and, and she goes down. And so it's like different characters, and there's different, the more advanced it gets, the more you actually have to strategize on whose powers you're going to use. And if you have people that like work together, like if you have Wally and Eve, their powers will mesh well together. What a great way to waste a day at Disney. 
I mean, I, when I went, when I went, seventy five dollars. Get me in the park. Let's play video games. <laughs> when Let's I not went, ride the amazing honestly, rides. Honestly, I'm being cynical, but it sounds cool. It really does. It's when like, I went to Disney, I, my friend was like, "You need to do this." I'm like, "Why do I need to do this?" She's like, "You need to do this." And I'm like, "You guys go on. I'm doing this." <laughs> All right, Hex, you wave those cards around. I'm gonna go ride Star Tours without you. <laughs> Basically, but no. So it's like that—that that whole concept that does sound really cool. Is already there. That's something that Disney is already doing in their park. So the, right, but it gets better. It gets better. So Disney Infinity, um, the current one they're working on, they've already announced cameos from various Muppets and people from Nightmare Before Christmas. But oh this is the good part. Polygon.com reported that they had asked uh, Avalanche Software CEO John Blackburn, hey, in later iterations of the game, any chance of, uh, you know, Luke being in there, some Star Wars characters? How about uh, the Avengers? He's like, yeah, yeah, I want that. I want that to happen. Now, he didn't say it's going to happen right off the bat, but they're open to it and they'll have the rights. Pure speculation. Boba Fett versus Iron Man. I'd say the danger there is that, you know, it's an all-ages game until they include the Avengers or Luke Skywalker, who, you know, cuts people's hands off and such. So, <laughs> nah, man, they'll, they'll take care. I'm sure it'll be I fine. really just want to watch Deadpool run amok in the Star Wars universe. They're not going to have Deadpool. Run <laughs> I'm not going to have that. <laughs> what about Watto? Come on. <laughs> Play a game of just like a mini game. Play a chance cube game with Watto. <laughs> You're telling me if you had the chance to have, you know, Tony Stark fight Nim Yum? It's, like, it's like have the characters from Cars join the pod race. <laughs> I bet on the light and then McQueen. Good job. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Wow. (laughs) Before we close out the State of the Empire, uh, we got to give shout outs to all the amazing people who've supported us this month, January 2013. Uh, Support's still coming in, but uh, so far we got uh, Jovis, Flawed Spirit, Big Bad Shadow Man, Fenrir Gochad, Grayer, Jacob Nice, Mauron, and Viral Demon. Thank you so much for supporting us, guys. You, at this, as of this recording, we've uh, we've met our initial support goal. We've added Woo-hoo! an extra perk of some more behind-the-scenes uh, doodles from Dungeons & Doritos Issue 2, the second issue of... Man, the I haven't even seen book. those. Yeah, you ain't even seen those, but they're seeing them because they, oh, they support jerks. us. All you, even takes, <laughs> they, all you have to do is give us a dollar. We're a listener-supported podcast. We, we only exist because of you. You only sit around collecting the, the my, Star Wars minutia, putting together the puzzle pieces to uncover when the sequel to Willow will come out. Only because you're, you support us. We're totally listener-supported. Um, Jacob Neese says, Hey, saw you guys. We're short. Decided to get you back up to speed. Would love to see a few more Nerdy Show proper episodes, but glad to see the site plugging away. Yeah, uh, you're about to see some... Um, or here, well, rather. It, 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 in... In the words of Doc Brown, you're going to see some serious shit, <laughs> like uh, very, very, very shortly. In fact, if everything goes according to plan, this will be the last episode of season four of Nerdy <gasps> Show. Bomb, but bomb, your kids bomb. are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Malron says, my monthly subscription fee. Seriously, you guys are better than what's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, Take and, that, TV. Yeah. Has that guy seen TV recently? There's some awesome stuff on. What? And then there's Glee. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and Viral Demon said, haven't thrown much money at you guys lately, so here's a little bit to get you guys closer to paying off the server, because... Our Minecraft server recently died when we moved to a new studio. It inexplicably blew its brains out in transit, so we had to pick up a new piece of hardware. And that is the stretch goal for the month. And if that stretch goal is met, we will reveal um, a working progress sketch of the first page of Dungeons & Doritos Issue 2. Oh, man, I want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe after the recording, X. Yeah! (laughs) Anyway. Hey, I want to see it. Do I have to donate, too? (laughs) It certainly couldn't hurt. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the answer is yes. If you donate, you get it. That's the answer. <laughs> Sent to your email. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of State of the Empire, this episode of Nerdy Show, which State of the Empire is a part of. <laughs> and You're confusing me. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is it Star Wars? Is it Willow? Is it Nerdy Show? What is it? <laughs> I heard some flight of the navigator too. I'm so confused. <laughs> I think think of State of the Empire as as our like 
it's a Star Wars focused show with some leanings towards well, other it's, it's, television yeah. and films. Empire was a reference to Lucasfilm. State of Lucas, right. State of the Empire. We, we get it. It's clever. Yeah, <laughs> we made it. We know it's clever. <laughs> it's so clever. Now I've explained. But you know, it then again, death. we also reference Space Camp this episode, so they can't all be winners. That's true. That is very, very true. Look up Space Camp. Kids. We were all over the. This was this episode was a failure. This we're episode was great. At all. This episode was great. Whoa! All right, it's time for Cap from the Future slash Present to butt in again. Uh, so the official word on J.J. Abrams is yes, he is confirmed. Um, as the director of Star Wars Episode Seven, this is really you know peculiar because of how he completely refuted that he was involved at all in that earlier quote that we mentioned, and uh, we're all more than a little surprised by this. I can only speak for myself here, coming from you know beyond space and time and all that. But one way or another, you know, we know his talents. We know that he'll do a really good job. So though it's ambiguous for his relationship with Star Trek, his relationship with Paramount, uh, it raises a lot of questions. But still, we know that Episode 7 is in extremely good hands. On StarWars.com, George Lucas said, I've been consistently impressed with J.J. as a filmmaker and storyteller. He's an ideal choice to direct the new Star Wars film, and the legacy couldn't be in better hands. And uh, for once, we agree. J.J. himself said, To be a part of the next chapter of the Star Wars saga, to collaborate with Kathleen Kennedy and this remarkable group of people, is an absolute honor. I may be even more grateful to George Lucas now than I was as a kid, which is very nice. But what is mysterious is the circumstance under which he was announced because there was a, uh, a leak from an anonymous source that got very serious attention on many places in the internet. And then the official word came in the middle of the night on a Friday, Friday evening after everybody had closed down, even on the West Coast. So it was a very unorthodox thing to do and a sure sign that somewhere along the line, someone fucked up because that was definitely not how you would suspect they were going to announce this. So uh, I'm sure there's an interesting story there, especially as to why he would refute that he was involved so completely and then dial back like this. Either way, I'm sure he's a happy camper, but still, there's a lot of questions there, and maybe we'll get answers, and maybe we won't. We'll find out. And now back to those other schmucks. Hex, what do you got for us? So late last year, uh, the great Lukeski made uh, one of my favorite tracks of 2012, and that was When You Wish Upon a Death Star, which is a phenomenal medley of Star Wars uh, and Disney-related songs. And it's just, it's it, good. It, it is it is amazing. And, and I'll say this, it's a long song. It is. But it delivers nonstop the entire time. Yeah. Um, but we're going to stop talking about it because we'll just spoil it for you. You get to hear it for yourself. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Hex. Bye, I'm Mark of the Sea. Bye, I'm Doug. May the Force be with you. Always. When you wish upon a Death Star, make no rescued a queen trained Anakin when he was just a teen but couldn't stop him from becoming a machine Obi-Wan Kenobi stink up the foul frontier told talking lies he called my bluff Alderaan is where I kept my stuff now it's debris can't believe he blew up my
Clone Wars startling his martial art. Wheels four blades like a Cuisin art. Robot bones and scary eyes. Lightsabers like a rain is thighs. Grim Grimus goes and kills all the Jedi's. Mr. Lord Vader, sir, who will my bounty be? Let me take your order, hunt them down. You ain't never had a fet like me. Ho ho ho! So don't start like this now! I've got a fet in me. I've got a fat in me. It's a trap, it's a trap. We fell right into their lap. The Empire saw us coming soon. Our ship will just be scrapped. Shields down, watch us soar. Lando fly into that core. Those brave Ewoks sure aren't yellow. Maybe they got help from Willow. Luke, I am your father. And so we are all connected. It's a circle of life. I'll redefine the genre serial myth. Oh, I just can't wait to be Sith. You've got a long way to go, my young apprentice. Remember Ashoka Tano? Your Padawan you called Snips? Yeah. Now realize she got murdered. <laughs> By my order 66. What? You two are quite close and that makes you sad. But don't feel that. Instead, get real mad. Embrace your hatred and see what happens. Get dark side power to choke your captains like your dead wife from Naboo. Qui-Gon, man. Solid Qui-Gon. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Me, Sir Jar Jar, after all. Ow! You threw off my groove. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the Emperor's groove. <laughs> You were saying no one blast them like hot, smuggles past them like hot. No one slices a tauntaun in aspen like hot. You evade every loon shark and bookie. For your causes, I really don't care. You can see his co-pilot's a wookie. That's right, cause every last inch of him's covered with hair. No one pleases like Han. Carbon freezes like Han. Becomes decorative sculptural freezes like Han. And I killed Boba Fett without even trying. Who do we want? It's Han Solo, Solo, a smuggler's life for me. Oh, the king of the lightsaber swingers, I am the Jedi VIP. Till we got attacked, the Empire struck back, and that's why I live in a tree. I wanna be a Jedi master, and get my ship out of that ditch. Well, do or do not, there is no try, and stop being such a whiny apprentice. Oh, <laughs> well, no duh. Well, no duh. I wanna be like yo wo duh. yo A Jedi knight like Yoda, yeah. fight like Yoda. Yeah. so much. Really, really. You know a Jedi. A Jedi. Praise not these things. No, they don't bring these things. So scared you will with Kenobi while he sings. Hey! Dot dot new gun ray, Max remote to salacious crumb. Dang, I'm over fat boss, Kai G88, and Forlum Dava Bib, Fortuna Goxip, Oba, Panda Baba, Wadila Sakura, Jedudana, Wizuba, Lobaka do the hot gear D Monday, Landon Jango, Rido Wato, Boss Nass, baby. Tarbos Padayama Dawa, Kifisto and Granotar, Size Noodles and Palpatine, and Wedge and Biggs and Foden B. Dexter, Jetster, Choka, Chewbacca, you, who are we all wanna be like Lou, Hakadoobidoo, I wanna spy like Lou, Cheek. fly like Lou, Cheek. Sam Wessel and Windu and Porkins and Yen Num and Droopy McCool and, and wait, who are you? <laughs> I'm your father now. No. I would like to say a couple things about Chief Bast. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I've done some homework. Oh. Okay. And this, you're gonna, I'm excited. No, you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. I'm, I'm very excited. So I was trying to find more information about Chief Bast. Chief Bast was the guy who I said was my favorite Imperial. The guy right. who said that, oh, the Death Star is gonna. Blow yeah, up. Gotta uh, get the out of uh, here. Nerdy Show listeners actually put up uh, a card for Bast. Yeah, that, yeah, thanks to them, I was able to find you know, and I, I wanted to do more. Digging. And he's he's definitely a runner up for one of my favorite Imperials, but still, yeah, okay. General Veers. So there's this represent. there's this controversy 
did he or didn't he die on the Death Star? Yes. Now, apparently, the official Lucasfilm uh, continuity says that he died on the Death Star. Boo! But I found evidence <gasps> to support the contrary. Now, this is gonna this this source is. You Google Chief Bast at four in the morning. This is the, this is the stuff that you find. There's a website called Imperial Chicks, and it's like a fan fiction site that where chicks decide they want to write fan fiction about. But Imperial you can only officers. find it at four a.m. I don't know. It's it maybe I don't know. But how do you even set that up? It's a little. I don't want to say it's creepy. It's just not my. It's just not my thing. But like they go into detail. Like there's fan fiction about Chief Bast and. <laughs> Admiral Piet and what? <laughs> no, dude, I'm not. I'm not kidding, man. It goes. This, the sickness is deep. But there's there's a there's a lovely little article on here that I want to read a part from, talking about the controversy of whether he made it out or not. And uh, so anyway, here's here it is from Imperial Chicks. It says, unfortunately, there are still Imperial citizens who have fallen for the rebel propaganda that the brilliant Chief Mortiman Bass did not survive the Death Star tragedy. Even employees within Lucasfilm are confused as to whether or not Tarkin's canny advisor perished during the Battle of Yavin 4. An issue of Star Wars Insider Magazine, number 96, has Lucasfilm's canon expert, Leland Chi, confirming Chief Bast was a casualty of the aforementioned battle. After being shown a brief clip from A New Hope, wherein uh, Bast is seen with Tarkin shortly before the Death Star went boom. All we Imperial chicks can surmise from Mr. Chi's reasoning is thus. If a rebel snowspeeder pilot, nicknamed Hobby, survived a head-on crash into an Imperial AT-AT during the Empire Strikes Back, what's to prevent a resourceful and cunning Imperial officer like Bast from making a miraculous last-minute or second escape from certain death? In our best Yoda impression, <laughs> While wishful thinking by Bast fangirls may not be enough to make Mr. Chi rethink the entire situation, Chief Bast was clearly alive after Yavin 4, according to the package back of Hasbro's Death Star briefing room action figure set. It was, uh, so anyway, on the back of this action figure set where you can get Bast in there, it says, Personal assistant to Grand Moff Tarkin aboard the Death Star. Bast shares Taggy's opinion that the Rebellion is more powerful than many Imperials believe. He is one of the very few Imperial officers to successfully evacuate the Death Star before its destruction. Oh my gosh! That's on the back of the box for the toy of that character. I wonder what level of canon that is in the holocron. Now, get this. It goes deeper. It says, despite what some Star Wars fans may claim, it was really Chief Mortiman Bast, played by actor Leslie Schofield, not his twin or lookalike, <laughs> according to the lame explanation for the discrepancy of him striding alongside Lord Vader during the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, shit! Bast, and I watched it, Bast is totally in the Star Wars Holiday Special, has a line of dialogue with Vader, what? talking about how they put the blockade up around uh, Kishik. So he's in there, and then the explanation by Lucasfilm is that, oh, well, that's an unconfirmed lookalike of Bast. Bast died in the explosion. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. Last time they worked with clones, didn't go so well. It's just, so, I mean, don't get, it's like, if you're gonna say that Bass died, just say, oh, well, that canon doesn't count. Don't say, oh, well, it still counts, but it's just a lookalike or maybe a twin we haven't decided yet. Don't give me that crap. Say he made it if you're not clever enough to think of an answer. And the, I mean, this goes on. It's, I mean, it goes on and on and on talking about how, the, the, you know, the, uh, you know, how the, the fangirls, they're like, oh, we got to spread the word and say Bass lives. I'm like, dude, you're the, oh, Colson lives? Fuck that. Bast lives. That's, I want t-shirts that say Bast lives. So hold on, hold on. I'm still caught up with the whole fact that Hobby still lives. Yeah, Hobby, I read up on it, you know, after Luke crashed and after the shield generator blew up, Hobby was like, gotta take these sons of bitches down. He aimed his snowspeeder at the AT, crashed into it headfirst and presumably died. But then later they're like, oh, he ejected and, you know, he ejected out of the snowspeeder and then he still was on, you know, Rogue Squadron. It's like, dude, come on, man. I, I, just use a new character. Yeah, it's too much. Now, how come the guy that you see have the line of dialogue in 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 uh, the holiday special is the lookalike, but the person <laughs> you see from behind from a long shot in A New Hope who's standing next to Tarkin, who literally you don't see the face. It really couldn't. It could or could not be Bast. That's really Bast. But the guy's face when you see it, that's not Bast. What? what I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm breathing in the fumes of the spice mines of Kessel. This makes no sense. Shame on shame on all of them. Bass wow. lives. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm out of here. 
this, out. this is some serious bast matter here. <laughs> Tune in next week for State of the Bast. <laughs> and also our uh, burgeoning microsode series on State of the James Bond franchise, Hippopotapussy. <laughs> Narrated by Watto. <laughs> <laughs> Skyfall is no good. You get your money back. <laughs> this is Bartholomew Elfgar Gleeman. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is brought to you by a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and listeners like you. Especially you, ma'am. And if you enjoyed what you've heard, support Nerdy Show by telling a friend. Or better yet, pick up some Nerdy Show merch at the Nerdy Store or donate directly for secret Nerdy Show goodies. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, Dungeons and Doritos, comics, videos, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes Store. For the latest news and updates, follow us on Twitter at Nerdy Show or friend us on Facebook. And get social with other Nerdy Show listeners at nerdyshow.com slash forums. Yes, contact us questions or comments at info at nerdyshow.com. Willow, the RZA. <laughs> Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.